0: Hey running friends, welcome to the Wrinkled Runner podcast. I'm Sherry, the Wrinkled Runner. I'm over 50 and I love to run wherever I go, but Buffalo, New York is my home. If you are looking to start to run or you're an older runner, this podcast is especially for you, so subscribe now. I love to help people get running and keep running. Back in 2020, I was supposed to run the Flying Pig Marathon, which is held in Cincinnati every May, and I'd started training for it and was even on a cruise in March of 2020. So I had to train on a treadmill in the middle of the Caribbean. Uh, so that was, I tried to plan my down week for that so that I wasn't running you know, too much uh, on a cruise. But shortly after that, the Flying Pig was canceled because of COVID and I was deferred until 2021. Then again, they held that as a virtual race. And I don't know, I've just never done well with virtual races. It just wasn't something that I really was interested in. So I decided to defer it until 2022, so a few months ago. So I started training in January, and I it wasn't really going great. I got COVID in January. And even though I have been running the whole time throughout COVID and just consistently but I wasn't training for anything I hadn't been in training for at least a year and a half so even though I was running I wasn't training things I was running slower and easy most of the time and you know maybe I would go out for six miles would be my max or whatever but I knew starting out first of all that I did not have a great base for starting to marathon train And it just wasn't strong. And I was not. And I wasn't strong enough as I have been in other years. So as I started, it was really hard. And I live in Buffalo. So when I do a spring marathon, that means I am training January, February, March-ish. And if you've ever been to Buffalo or you've heard of Buffalo, you know that I was running in very cold conditions in the streets. Um, people just, you know, a lot of people don't shovel. And so you're running in the street. It's very icy. Uh, it's very dark. I would start running before the sun would come up. And so it was just, it was really hard to begin with. And I, because I, my running fitness wasn't up, these runs, um, were, it wasn't fun at all. (laughs) When I'm at my running fitness best, I like to be able to say that, if there's a half marathon next weekend, I'd be able to jump in it and I would be able to run it. So I was not anywhere near in that shape when I started training for this marathon. So it was already not fun, I guess. And marathon training, I don't know that you ever can call it fun, but it, I, I was just burning out very, very quickly. So a week into the training is when I got COVID. So that was, I was down for that. It was totally exhausting. And then we had a vacation in Cancun uh, in March. And because of where we were in Cancun, uh, there was no way I was going to get any mileage in for that week. Dave and I, we would run around the resort area and we could get in like maybe three miles and, f- you know, four I could have done it to six if I had, you know, retraced my steps uh, a couple of times, but there was no way I was running like a 16 or 18 miler on the resort. And because of where the resort was, I couldn't run off of it to, I would just be in a highway. So I wasn't getting any of my mileage in before the really hard mileage started you know, your 16, your 18 milers uh, before I had to do them. So when I was doing my 16 and 18 milers, it was just, it was a slog. It was horrible. It was super slow. It was just not good at all. And then different family stuff started happening. Uh, We had people that were coming to stay for a long time, and I didn't want to be gone for hours on end because I wanted to hang out with the fam and things like that. And so I started thinking probably around, it was probably a little bit after Cancun, you know, I don't know that I'm really going to actually be able to finish this marathon because I am not getting the training in. And that of course translates into not wanting to run to it so i finally decided on a date that i was going to say for certain whether or not i was going to run this marathon and even before that date happened i knew that i was not going to do it so i was going to have a dns which is did not start and so because i had already deferred my my race for a couple of years i knew i wasn't going to get my money back anyway so What I want to talk about today after that very long introduction (laughs) is how do you know when to just not start a race? So the first reason to not start a race is like for me, I was questioning whether I'd even be able to get through it. And I also knew that even if I did get through it, I was not going to get through it well. So to put in all of that time and all of that energy into a race that I knew I wasn't going to do well in, I decided my energy was better spent getting a better base and building back up into a running fitness where now over the summer I've been training for a half marathon and then from there I should be ready to get back into a marathon. So a uh, a good reason not to start is if you care about what your race is going to look like or, or how you're going to finish and you know you're not going to, um, that's a reason to not start it, to, to save your energy for the next one and to put some energy into getting back into the running fitness where you're able to run again well now another good reason I didn't have an injury, but I very well could have had an injury or developed an injury, uh, trying to get back into marathon readiness because I did not have a good base. And so if you're starting to feel niggles, if you're starting to think that maybe you're injured, that's another reason not to even start a race, um, to go through all of that training with an injury, and then run the race with an injury, you are just destroying yourself for your next race. So you may want to decide early on or even late in the process that, you know what, having this injury, I'm I'm much better served by rehabbing the injury and getting it taken care of than trying to push through and get this race done. A stress reaction or a stress fracture can turn into flat out broken bone, if you're going to, especially if you're going to run a longer distance and you're going to push yourself through a race. So an injury is also a good idea to step back and say, you know what, maybe I should not even start this race. There was a race a few years, it was a few years back now, a half marathon that we were going to run and I got sick a couple days beforehand and it was like a flu-y kind of thing. And, you know, for some people, if like if I have a cold and I'm going to run a 5K, I may be able to get through that. Um, although in this day and age, everybody around me would just think I had COVID, but the half marathon, you know, with a with a flu type of situation, you're not going to be able to get through it, you're going to just feel really really bad so even the morning of or a couple days before you may have to decide that that race is just something that you're not going to be able to do now for my husband a good reason that he might not start a race that he's trying to uh, do well in is heat and humidity For him, anything over 75 degrees, if it's like a half marathon or or like a 15K or something like that, he would be better off not running it because he runs the risk of really having a heat issue uh, with the run. And so if it's a long run, like a half marathon or so, he may not even start if he knows that the weather is going to not be in his favor, not only because of he knows he's not going to do well, but because he has a thing called cardiac drift when he runs and his heart rate starts raising in the heat. And he cannot get it back down. And it just kind of, even if he slows down, his heart rate will still stay at a certain level. And if he starts running again, it will go up even higher. And then it won't come back down. And it just kind of ladders up that way. And he has been in some pretty dangerous territory once in a while on our really hot runs. So for him, it's a safety issue uh, to have a very hot day and he knows that no matter if he tries to cool off or however much water he drinks or whatever, that it's just not safe for him to be able to do that. The other reason you might not start a race is just life. Whether or not you get the training, sometimes things happen and they are either very stressful or very traumatic or very, just something that you don't, you can't fathom handling and you just might decide, you know what, this is this race is just not my priority right now and that is something sometimes we have to take in consideration as well that our mental health is not going to allow us to go and race or feel good about the race or we have so much going on that we're that's all we're going to think about during it is that thing that is happening in our lives at that moment that is just all consuming now for some people going for a run, a long run or whatever is going to help with their with their thinking and their clarity and all the mental things that go on on a run. And so maybe you do decide to run even if something is going on in your life that is stressing you out or or traumatic or whatever. So there are different ways that people deal with things like that and I think we have to be okay with some people saying for myself, I just cannot go out for this race or continue with training for this race because of whatever is going on in life at the moment. People have different things in their own lives that they have to prioritize, and sometimes running a race may not fit into your priorities at that time. And for longer races, for halves or fulls or ultras, We put so much time into training for that, that it's, you know, you're talking months. So there's sometimes maybe things halfway through your training or a few weeks before the race that come up that you certainly were not expecting. And that is absolutely a reason to pull out of a race is if life is just throwing fastballs at you and you're trying to juggle everything. Sometimes the priority of running and racing does have to fall down on the list um, because we have family obligations or work obligations or different things that interfere and get in the way. So that's another reason why maybe you do not start a race or you do not even complete the training for that race. One thing that I had to acknowledge when I was not going to be running this marathon that I knew was going to happen was the morning of the race. I knew I was going to be very disappointed in myself that I did not complete the training and that I didn't run that marathon. And because I acknowledged that ahead of time when it happened, it wasn't so horrible (laughs) for me, even though I was very disappointed. So realize that if you decide not to start a race, that you may feel, you may have this morning period that you have to kind of go through and just realize that it's going to happen and just embrace it. Just know when you get up in in the morning and you look at the time and you're like, ugh, I should be at the starting line right now or ugh, I'd be finishing up my race right now, I'd be getting that medal, I'd be getting that t-shirt, whatever. Be sad, you know, if you want to be sad about it. I was disappointed in myself. I knew I was going to be. I also knew that I was not going to be able to complete the training the way I wanted to. So when you do get into that kind of funk, if you don't start the race, just remember that there are reasons why you decided to pull out and those reasons are still valid and are still there. So even though you may be disappointed in yourself or disappointed that you're not starting the race, just realize that when you came to that conclusion, when you came to that decision, that that was right for you. And then also just, you know, embrace embrace being disappointed in it. Sometimes, you know, we we just have to be sad. And then we can take all of that energy and take all of that, the negative stuff surrounding the race or why we didn't or why we weren't ready. And we can apply it to our next training cycle. So I knew that, For my next marathon, I had to build a better base and I decided to throw myself into half marathon training to build that base back up so that when I find another marathon and I train for it, that I will have the fitness that I need in order to run effectively and hit the paces, and do the work that I need to do to put in for a good race. And I started half marathon training about a week or two after that race was happening. And I've had a great summer of training for this half marathon. I had a renewed sense of energy. And I know that when I start again to train for my marathon, after having done the hard work this summer for getting back to running fitness, that it is going to go much, much better. It, you know, if, it, if you couldn't start the race from a training standpoint, which is kind of where I was at, take the lessons learned from that and apply it to your next training cycle and learn from it. And then just be happy when you reach the starting line of your next one that you are able to get through that training and start your next race. This week's running resource is flyingpigmarathon.com. This is a plug for the marathon that I didn't run in Cincinnati for next year. Flying Pig Marathon is a whole weekend. They also have a half marathon that they do, and part of the half marathon is run along with the marathon. So this is one of those things that my husband and I like to do together. He runs halves, I run fulls, and so we like to find marathons where the half marathon is run at the same time as the full marathon. And then he kind of just breaks off and and I just keep going. And this is one of those. So flyingpigmarathon.com if you're looking for a marathon for next spring. And maybe I'll see you there. Next week, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the books that I have been reading about running over the past six months or so. When I got my coaching certification from the RRCA, that gave me a good base training for building plans and learning more about running. But I like to always learn more. So next week, I will be talking about some of the books that I have been learning a ton from. And if you like learning and you want to learn more about running, tune in next Monday morning. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know another runner who could benefit from today's topic, go ahead and share it. Do you have any running questions? You can ask me. Email me at sherry at wrinkledrunner.com and if I can't answer your question, I will do the research to find the answer and share it with you. The questions I get from listeners like you help me develop episodes, so please don't be shy. You can sign up for my once a month newsletter using the link provided so that you can have all the Wrinkled Runner resources from the past month all in one place. I also have opened up my virtual coaching in addition to coaching one-on-one with those in the Buffalo, New York area. So head to my coaching page on the Wrinkled Runner website, which I will, of course, link to, and check out how we may be able to work together. Until next Monday, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the run.